True disciples of Christ aren't meant to sit idly by and let things just happen as they may. We are called to actively engage with the world and make a positive difference in the lives of those around us. The role of service has always been critical to the church, and our gospel reading today shows that without people like us, there is no spiritual house. So let's not be afraid to embrace the challenge that Jesus places before us. We can start small, but we can't forget that true disciples are called and destined to do great things. Welcome to the Real Word Podcast for the fifth Sunday of Easter, cycle A of the Roman Catholic Lectionary. I'm Brandon Jubar, and I'll be your guide as we walk through the readings for this week. It's an important process because we believe the scriptures are the inspired Word of God. But to really be nourished by the Word, we need to break it open and look a little deeper. We need to let the Holy Spirit speak to us. Now, the messages I get from these scriptures might feel right to you, but you also might find that the Holy Spirit tells you something else, and that is absolutely all right. So if you're ready, let's dive in. As I said, tonight we'll be looking at the readings for the fifth Sunday of Easter, cycle A. Our first reading is from the Acts of the Apostles, it's chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. Our second reading is from the first letter of Peter, it's chapter 2, verses 4 through 9. And our gospel reading is from John, it's chapter 14, verses 1 through 12. Just a couple things to note. First, we only have readings from the New Testament, also known as the Christian Scripture. The reason we do this is because during the rest of the year, we're looking to the resurrection. Even during Advent, when we're anticipating the coming of the Messiah, the baby Jesus, it then leads to the resurrection. However, during the Easter season, we're looking forward. We're looking from the event of the resurrection, looking at how it even continues today. So tonight, we'll see that the Twelve get a bit snarky. Peter quotes the Old Testament. And the apostles just don't get it. Okay, let's start by going through the readings, and then we can talk about the messages we find. Our first reading is from the Acts of the Apostles. Now, in these days when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering, And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, a convert to Judaism. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests 
became obedient to the faith. Our second reading is from the first letter of Peter. Beloved, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word, as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And our gospel reading is from John. Jesus said to his disciples, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may also be. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. All right, so let's take a first glance at our readings and Ask ourselves, what does it mean? What messages and meanings can we find if we dig around just a little bit? So our first reading was from the book of the Acts of the Apostles. And this reading makes you think, well, that didn't take long. <laughs> this, this young church that began as basically a sect of Judaism was growing like crazy, but it was already feeling growing pains. The Greek converts, 
in the reading, they're called the Hellenists, which is another name for the ancient Greeks. These Greek converts were, they were complaining that their widows weren't being cared for. The fact is that this fast growing church was, it was already developing factions and arguments were popping up. The apostles were clearly a bit irritated by all of this. And I think that's reflected in their comment. It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. In other words, don't expect us to ensure food is handed out fairly because we're focused on preaching the gospel. But this passage it made me think of Mary and Martha. So within the church, people often talk about having a Mary spirituality or a Martha spirituality. If you remember the story, Mary was sitting at Jesus's feet, learning from his teachings, while Martha scurried around taking care of dinner and all the hospitality for the guests. So Mary's spirituality is more about prayer and contemplation, while Martha's spirituality is definitely focused on doing things and doing works of service. The apostles were clearly saying that their role was more aligned to Mary's spirituality of prayer and contemplation, but they didn't ignore the service component. However, instead of just handling the problem themselves, they listened to the people and then offered a different solution. They, they had the community choose several men whose job it would be to serve the community and ensure that everyone was cared for. This was the beginning of the diaconate, which was clearly created to serve those in need among the community. The role of deacon wasn't created to be a quasi-priest, only spending their time in front of the congregation during Mass. The role of deacon was created to be among the people, serving the people. It's the solution the apostles proposed, and Scripture says the people were pleased with it. So the main message I got from our first reading is that the role of service has been critical for the church. If this new, fast-growing church had just kept doing what they'd been doing, things very well could have unraveled quickly. But instead of letting the factions solidify because of grievances that were going unaddressed, they offered a, the apostles offered a solution that was new. They basically ordained people to serve among the community, not to preside over it. So from the earliest days, the role of service has been critical for the church. Our second reading was from the first letter of Peter, and in this letter from Peter, we get a bunch of references to the Old Testament writings. These images of the cornerstone, well, they would have been pretty familiar to Peter's audience, just like it's familiar to most of us. But the reference to living stones, that's easy to just blow right past. Now, that image comes from Psalm 118, and it really packs a lot of meaning into this reading. Peter said that Jesus is the living stone that was rejected by men, but is precious to God. And because we believe in Jesus, we are also living stones. In fact, we are the living stones that will be used to build up Jesus's spiritual house. When you think about it, that, that's an extremely important role. Without us, 
Without the living stones, there is no spiritual house. In fact, to really hammer home the idea that we are important, that the people are important, Peter ends by saying, You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and have been called out of darkness and into the light of Christ. So, the main message I got from our second reading is that there is no spiritual house without us. Now, I've heard it said that a leader without followers is just someone taking a walk. So what does that make a church with a priest, but no people? Maybe a, a historical building with a caretaker? It's unfortunate that so many priests and bishops today are doing things that are driving people away from the church because there is no spiritual house without us. And finally, our gospel reading was from John. And in this reading, Jesus is he's faced with the fact that his closest friends and followers still don't get it. He, he knows he's about to leave them, and, and he wants them to be prepared. But their seemingly clueless questions have him shaking his head in disbelief. Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Of course, he ends up patiently and very clearly explaining it to them. <laughs> I am the way, the truth, the life. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Now, reading this during the Easter season, it's a reminder to us. It's like, do you remember when Jesus said that? Now it all makes sense. After the resurrection, what he was saying there all makes sense. It's a wonderful passage and certainly very well known, but people seem to miss the ending. The last thing Jesus said in this reading was, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. Greater works than these. Do you know who Jesus was talking about there? Us, you and me. Those of us who believe in Jesus, who are true disciples of Christ, we are destined to do great works in his name. In fact, he said we'll do greater works than the ones he did when he walked the earth 2,000 years ago. So the main message I got from our gospel reading is that we are called and destined to do great things. It's, it's easy to just go along to get along. It's easy to get caught up in our own troubles and focus on taking care of ourselves and our families, which makes it easy to look the other way when horrible things happen in the world. It's easy to think, well, someone else will take care of it. I, I have my own things to worry about. But as Christians, we need to set our sights higher than just getting by and taking care of our own. As Christians, as true disciples of Christ, we are called and destined to do great things. All right, let's sum up what we've talked about so far. In our first reading from Acts of the Apostles, the main message I came away with was the role of service has been critical for the church. 
in our second reading from First Peter, the main message I got was, there is no spiritual house without us. And finally, the main message I got from our gospel reading was, we are called and destined to do great things. Look, we aren't meant to just sit idly by and let the world happen around us. And once we recognize that we're called to be the hands and feet of Christ on earth, it can be a truly inspiring realization. We are called to actively engage with the world, to to be agents of positive change, and to make a difference in the lives of those around us. Remember that the role of service has been critical for the church since its earliest days. And without people like us, there is no spiritual house. As Christians, we've, we have to set our sights higher than just taking care of ourselves and our families. So let's not be afraid to step out of our comfort zones and embrace the challenge of doing great things. We can start small by being kind to those around us and by serving our communities, but we can't forget that true disciples are called and destined to do great things. So let's step back and take a second glance at these readings overall and ask ourselves if our path has become clear. To do this, I try to answer two questions. So what and now what? Okay, so what? Why should we care about any of this? Well, we should care about this because it gets at the very core of our existence. As human beings, we have a desire to to connect with something greater than ourselves, to find meaning and purpose in our lives, and to make a positive impact in the world around us. Jesus' message of love and radical acceptance offers a unique perspective on these issues, giving us a framework for understanding both the world and our place in it. And Scripture offers us the guidance we need to live our lives in a way that's fulfilling and meaningful. By embracing the teachings of Christ and sharing the good news, we can find a sense of purpose and belonging that goes beyond our individual selves, and we can work towards creating a better world for everyone. It's what we're called to do, and it's what we're destined to do. And the last question I try to answer is, now what? What are we supposed to do? Where do we go from here? Well, we need to learn to walk before we can run, so there's nothing wrong with starting small. Remember that even the smallest actions can have a profound impact, especially when our motives are pure. So with that in mind, here's your real challenge for the week. Intentionally do a small act of kindness every day. Mother Teresa once said, not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. Many true disciples of Christ will do great things. Jesus himself said so, but all of us can do small things with great love, and that's an excellent place to start. So let's go out into the world with love in our hearts, with with an openness to doing great things, but with an immediate focus on intentionally doing a small act of kindness every single day. Well, before I wrap things up, I'd like to leave you with one more quote from Scripture. 
As you're thinking about the various small acts of kindness you can do, remember what the Apostle John wrote in 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. Children, let us love not in word or speech, but in deed and truth. Actions can speak louder than words, so let's get out there, serve one another, and show that we're Christians by the kind and generous things we do. All right, we've come to the end of our time here together. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back again next week. But in the meantime, I encourage you to use this as a starting point. Spend some time with a Bible on your own. Read through a passage a couple of times. Think about it. Pray about it. Try to open up not only your mind, but your heart. Break open the Word, and then listen to what the Holy Spirit says to you. The Real Word Podcast is brought to you by The Real Values Project, Real Youth Ministry, and The Real Values Framework. Real stands for respect, engage, accept, and lead. For more information on The Real Values, please visit keepingitreal.club. And finally, the Bible readings used for this podcast are from the Holy Bible, New International Version, copyright 1973, 1978, 1984, in 2011 by Biblica Inc. Used by permission, all rights reserved worldwide.